This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Elise. Join us every Friday night as we dive into the latest news and headlines surrounding your Dallas Mavericks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Mavericks Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Elise. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at all the latest news from around the Dallas Mavericks. But of course, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and soon Instagram. Just search Mavs Court Report. And as always, if you like great content, give us a thumbs up. And if you want to support the channel, go ahead, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Mavs Court Report. Today's sponsor is Game Time. In life, every second counts. And with Game Time, you won't miss a single one. Imagine every sporting event, music concert, or theater show at your fingertips anytime, anywhere. Game Time is your ultimate ticket to entertainment. Buying tickets has never been this easy or fast. Find the best seats, get the best deals, all within a matter of seconds. With their Super Slick app, you can even buy last-minute tickets or sell your extras. No fuss, no hassle. Don't just watch the game. Be part of it. Don't just listen to music. Feel it. Don't just attend the show. Live it. With Game Time, your best experiences are just a click away. With Game Time, it's your time. What's that? Let's dive into today's first topic. There are five increasingly crazy trades that the Mavericks could make for a starting center. The, the Mavericks still need a starting center, so we're going to take a look at five trades that would land them one, but each deal gets crazier than the next. For the past few seasons, the Dallas Mavericks have remained competitive thanks to the top-notch play of Luka Doncic, who has been an all NBA first teamer for the past three seasons. Then last summer, the Mavericks made a huge swing at the trade deadline, dealing for Kyrie Irving. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, and they missed out on the playing tournament entirely. Through it all, the Mavericks have had one constant the lack of a starting caliber center. Dwight Powell is a solid backup, Christian Wood provides a decent scoring punch, JaVale McGee just didn't work out. Maxi Kleber is more of a 4 or 5 than just a center. Heading into the summer, the Mavericks set out to reshape their center position. So far, they've done a decent job at acquiring talent in the position. During the NBA draft, they traded back from pick 10 to pick 12, selecting Derek Lively in the process. And in a subsequent deal, they landed for Sean Holmes in a trade with the Sacramento Kings. However, Holmes barely played this past season. While Lively has a ton of potential, he's a rookie. Dallas could still use a starting caliber center on the roster to lead the way. There aren't any of these guys left in free agency, so that just leaves the trade market, which the Mavericks should be scouring for talent. They have the assets to make a deal happen, and if they hope to 
compete for a title, they need to stay active on the market. So with that in mind, these are five potential trades that Mavericks could make, each of which get crazier and crazier. The first two are somewhat realistic. The third is a deal that has been discussed before, but seems a bit out there. The fourth is an out-of-nowhere option that would have some Maverick fans raising eyebrows. And the fifth, if an absurd deal that would almost certainly never happen. Right? So, at number five, DeAndre Ayton. This idea was written to the ground over the course of the past year, and reports have indicated that the Dallas Mavericks made an attempt to add him, but talked stalled. So, the trade deal would be for DeAndre Ayton, and the Suns would receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, JaVale McGee, and a first-round pick. As the offseason continues, it wouldn't be shocking in the slightest to see Dallas re-engage with the Suns about a potential trade for Aiton. Rumblings have stated that the Suns are happy with keeping Aiton and rolling with him heading into next season, but that could just be posturing by the organization. Adding Aiton would give the Mavericks a star center who could shore up in the middle on both sides of the ball, solidifying a big three of Aiton, Luka, and Kyrie Irving. With Aiden's size and traditional big man skills, Luca would finally have a lob threat and roll man he can depend on in half court, which would be huge for his offensive game. For the Suns, this deal would improve their depth even further and give them a future first-round pick to use in trades as well. Tim Hardaway Jr. would give them more help on the wing, while Rashawn Holmes and JaVale McGee, who thrived with the Suns just two years ago, would reshape Phoenix's center position. So, if we're talking potential starting lineups, the Mavericks would have Luka, Kyrie, Josh, Maxi, and DeAndre. Suns would have Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Josh Okoge, Kevin Durant, and Rashawn Holmes. At number four, Clint Capella. The Dallas Mavericks and the Hawks had a chat about a potential Clint Capella trade leading up to the draft, but once again, talk stalled when the Hawks asked for Josh Green. Would they ease up on that stance? Perhaps. This deal would see the Mavericks land two high-quality rotation pieces, including a new starting center in Clint Capella, who would be a great fit next to Luka and Kyra. Kyrie. Capella is an interior force, dominating the glass and clearing things up at the defensive end. Plus, with all his experience next to, next to James Harden and Trey Young, he'll be more than ready to catch lops from Luka. Bogdan Bogdanovich is on a long contract, but his perimeter scoring would be great to have off the bench for Dallas. He could even have a chance at winning the Sixth Man of the Year award with his production. Meanwhile, this deal would help the Hawks fix their capsule situation even more, which they began doing when they traded John Collins to the Jazz earlier this summer. Getting off of Bogdanovich's long-term money would be a win, and they would still have... Onyeka Ankuwu, apologies for butchering his name, to replace Capella in the starting lineup. Plus, all three players they would receive could get rotational minutes for them. And perhaps, most importantly, the Hawks would get a first-rounder and a second-rounder to utilize in future moves. So, for a starting lineup, the Mavericks would have Kyrie, Luka, Josh, Maxi, and Clint, while the Hawks would have Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, A.J. Griffin, DeAndre Hunter, and Onyeke Okungu. 
And up next, number three, Carl Anthony Towns. It's been mentioned the idea of a potential Carl Anthony Towns trade for the 10th pick, but could the Dallas Mavericks make a deal without it? The Towns' offensive game would fit seamlessly alongside Luka and Kyrie, giving them a post option to go to and an elite three-point shooter to run the pick-and-pop with. Dallas would form an elite offensive big three, though they could be, there could be some concerns on the defensive side of the ball. That's where they would need Josh Green and Maxi Kleber to step up. This deal would require them to give up the most of the rest of their available draft capital, which could be worrisome for the Mavericks if the deal doesn't work out. The Timberwolves could probably get a better deal than this, plain and simple, but if they valuable if they value flexible contracts over long-term money on young players, this can at least be a bit intriguing. Jaden Hardy would be a nice piece for them, and the other three players they get could play rotational minutes. Plus, by the time the pick swap convey, who's to say Luka is still leading the way in Dallas? It's a deal that seems unlikely, but it's one of the Mavericks should at least throw out there in an attempt to lure the Timberwolves in. So, in this trade, the Dallas Mavericks would receive Carl Anthony Towns, while the Timberwolves would receive Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway Jr., Christian Wood, Reggie Bullock, first-round pick, and two first-round pick swaps. Let us know your thoughts on these uh, crazy trade uh, deals that could be made, could not be made. Let us know which one you think is really out of left field. And next up, number two, Ben Simmons. All right, we have officially entered the realm of completely crazy. Ben Simmons hasn't even been able to stay on the court. That's why he could be the perfect piece to take a chance on for the Chief. So in this deal, we got Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, and two second-round picks going to the Mavericks, while the Nets would receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Christian Wood, Reggie Bullock, and JaVale McGee. In theory, Simmons would be a perfect center for the Mavericks, who had two offensively dominant point guards leading the way. His defensive presence and interior finishing would be perfect at the five. The obvious downside is that Simmons is never guaranteed to be on the floor. That being said, getting Royce O'Neal in two seconds in the trade would be a huge win for Dallas. The Nets would rid themselves of Simmons with this deal, adding some rotational pieces and future trade assets in the deal while also adding Christian Wood via sign-and-trade. Breaking up Simmons' salary into a bunch of smaller, tradable deals would be ideal for Brooklyn, should they no longer be entered into the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. This would give them a lot more flexibility to build out the roster over the course of the next two seasons. At the cost of two seasons and an expiring deal, this trade could be a decent return for Brooklyn, too. That being said, it's number two on the crazy scale for a reason. The Mavics are also almost certainly going to target win-now help, that will definitely be on the court over Mystery and Simmons, even though this does make sense in theory. So, when you're looking at a potential starting lineup for the Mavericks, it would be Luka, Kyrie, Josh, Royce, and Ben. The Nets would have Spencer Dinwiddie, McCall Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Nicholas Claxton. And finally, at number one, craziest trade for this episode would be for Zion Williamson. So, the Dallas Mavericks, it would be a three-way trade. So, with the Mavericks receiving Zion Williamson 
and Larry Nance Jr. that the Pelicans would receive Damian Lillard and JaVale McGee, while Portland Trailer, uh, Trailer, Trail Blazers would receive Dyson Daniels, Derek Lively II, Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, Garrett Temple, two first-round picks via NOP, one first-round pick via Dallas, and three first-round pick swaps via Dallas. Did someone say Zion Williamson at the five? We have completely devolved into the world of insanity, as this deal seems completely unreal- unrealistic. Yet all the moving parts have already been involved in rumors. Maybe this is cheating because Maxi Kleber could play up and guard opposing centers, but for the purpose of this segment, let's act as if Williamson would be listed as the center. This would be a huge risk for Dallas, as noted, it's bordering on the line of realism. But if Williamson got healthy, the trio of Kyrie, Luka, and the big man would be lethal. Giving up on Derek Lively II before he plays a game for the Mavericks might hurt, but getting Zion in a solid rotation piece in Larry Nance Jr., makes it palatable. For the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, the time may have come to move on from Williamson. And if they could package him with Dyson Daniels salary filler and the two firsts to land Damian Lillard, that would be a huge win. The trio of Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram would be amazing. And this Pelicans group is better than any team Lillard and McCollum played played with in Portland by a long shot. Lastly, with the new CBA being ushered in, Cap flexibility reigns supreme. This deal would give the Trailblazers just that, while also adding two solid youngsters, Daniels and Lively, three first-round picks and three first-round pick swaps. Again, this deal is teetering on the seesaw of realism and craziness, and it's probably teetering the wrong way, but it could actually make some sense for all the teams involved. So, Looking at the potential starting lineups for the Dallas would be Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Maxi, and Zion. With the Pelicans going with uh, Damian, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Jonas. With Portland going Scoot Henderson, Simmons, Dayton Sharp, Jeremy Grant, and Derek Lively. Let us know your thoughts on the comments section below. Do you have another trade that you could uh, see happening? Let us know. And now on to our next topic. After three days of free agency, the Dallas Mavericks have been fairly quiet, as they haven't made any huge moves. Their best move so far was re-signing Kyrie Irving, but they haven't made any other game-changing moves. To return to contention, Dallas has to sign a defensive-minded wing, and like we said, find a new starting center. After re-signing Dwight Powell to a three-year deal, Dallas now has four centers on their roster. They have to find a way to move Jabail McGee's contract so their center rotation can be Powell, Lively, and Rashawn Holmes. This three-man center rotation isn't bad, but it's not great. None of those players are starting caliber centers. The Mavs haven't had a quality starting center in many years. And it looks like they could have the same problem next year. If the Mavs don't make a trade, they could end up with the worst starting center in the Western Conference. Last offseason, they signed McGee, thinking he would be their answer at center. They promised him a starting spot before the season, but he ended up nearly unplayable. They need a center that will protect the rim, switch on defense, rebound, and catch lobs at an elite level. 
None of their current bigs move the needle for this team unless Lively the second comes in ready to start immediately. The Mavericks had the chance on draft night to add an elite center, but they denied the trade offer from the Phoenix Suns. We're going to break down that trade offer and explain why Dallas should have accepted it and explain the consequences it could have. The Dallas Mavericks had the chance to acquire DeAndre Ayton for a bargain. On draft night, the Dallas Mavericks selected Derek Lively with the 12th overall pick. The 7'1 big is one of the best rim protectors in this draft class, and he has a chance to be the starting center by the time opening night rolls around. Dallas then traded back into the first round using their TPE and drafted Olivier Maxence Prosper while acquiring Rashawn Holmes. This trade gave Dallas another big in Holmes and a rookie wing defender in Prosper. But what if I told you that the Mavericks night could have been even better? At some point after the Mavs drafted Pos- uh, Prosper, the Suns and Mavs engaged in trade talks centered around DeAndre A. Just a few days before the Suns made a blockbuster trade for Bradley Beal. This trade added another big contract into the mix, and the Suns wanted to add some depth while dealing eight. And the Mavericks were one of the teams that they talked with. Here's a deal that reportedly could have landed Aiton in Dallas. Mavericks would receive DeAndre, and the Phoenix Suns would receive Tim Hardaway Jr. and Rashawn Holmes. Aiden is nearly a salary dump at this point. Dallas would have only had to give up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Holmes. The Mavs center rotation then could have been Holmes, Aiden, and Lively. But Dallas didn't want to make this move. Dallas wanted to have McGee as part of the trade, but it was said, quote, the Suns balked at McGee's inclusion. Phoenix wanted the move to be Holmes and Hardaway Jr. for Aiden, but Dallas didn't want to make that move as they wanted to dump McGee's contract. Now we're going to explain why Dallas should have made this move. Looking back on draft night, the Dallas Mavericks should have undoubtedly made this move. Walking away with DeAndre Ayton, Derek Lively, and Prosper in one night would be game-changing. Dallas would have landed their star center for the next few years in Ayton, his backup in Lively, and a new wing in Prosper. Instead, the Mavs walked away with Lively, Rashawn Holmes, and Prosper. Aiden would have been a huge upgrade over Holmes and gives Dallas one of the best starting centers in franchise history. Dallas losing Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't that big of a loss. The Mavs now have Seth Curry, who could easily replace his minutes. Curry is a more consistent shooter anyways. And a trade is likely on the horizon for Hardaway Jr. again, as the Mavs still have Jaden Hardy. The Mavericks are now stuck in a predicament as they struggle to find a team that will take McGee's contract. It's obvious that they want to trade him, but things wouldn't have been much different if they made the trade. Either way, Dallas would still be trying to move McGee's contract right now. They shouldn't have gotten greedy and required McGee to be in the trade. Dallas should have made the trade and walked away from draft night with Lively and Aiton as their two new centers. Instead, the Mavs walked away with Lively and Holmes. Big three of Luka, Kyrie, and Aiton would be exceptional. Aiton is just 24, 24 years old it would have been a great young piece to end their young core. And now it looks like it's too late to trade for Aiden, as Phoenix is reportedly keeping him. And now, a look at the Dallas' starting lineup if they would have made the move. The Mavs would have likely started the wing that they land with MLE, but we can't assume who they are going to sign. For the sake of this trade, we inserted Josh Green into the starting lineup. The Mavs could also start Reggie Bullock in this situation. So you're looking at Kyrie, Luca, Josh Green, Maxi Kleber, DeAndre Ayton, 
Next, how Dallas's decision to not make this trade could be catastrophic. Dallas's failure to make this trade could turn out catastrophic, tra- catastrophic if they can't make a move for a starting center. As mentioned before, this trade would have given Dallas their starting center for the next few years. In DeAndre. If they made this trade, they would have been able to fully focus the rest of the offseason on adding a wing into the mix. Since Dallas didn't want to accept a trade, they now must focus on multiple different things. They reportedly want to trade Tim Hardaway Jr., JaVale McGee, and Rashawn Holmes while needing a new wing and a new starting center. If Dallas made this trade, all they would have to do was dump McGee and find a new wing. Now Dallas's hands are full. They're looking to trade three players and still need a new wing and center. Things would have been much easier if Dallas just made the move. They had a bit, they had a deal in their lap for a starting center. They didn't take it. Dallas had needed a starting center for so long and they got too greedy because they wanted to include McGee in the deal. Why Phoenix didn't want it. If Dallas can't make a trade to dump McGee, they would un- end up having to cut him. Rather than pairing him with another piece and getting some value for him, they would lose him for nothing. This trade that never happened could have consequences that run deeper than just DeAndre. There were so many parts of this trade that would have benefited Dallas beyond Aiton. In my opinion, the trade was a no-brainer, but Dallas could have bigger plans in the works. The details of the trade could also be skewed. Mark Stein is one of the most trusted sources for NBA news, but the only people that truly know the details of this potential trade from draft night are the Mavericks and the Suns. So stay tuned to the Mavericks Accord Report to see what other moves the Mavs make and if Dallas can land a new starting center. We've got you covered with all the news and rumors surrounding the Mavs. So stay tuned. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. And leave a comment in the comment section below. And of course, you can support the channel by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Report. And next up, we're going to take a look at the championship odds for the Dallas Mavericks after re-signing Kyrie Irving. The Dallas Mavericks made a move they had to on Friday, re-signing guard Kyrie Irving to a three-year, $126 million deal. The move pairs Irving and Luka for at least the next two seasons, and it gives Dallas a second all-star to build around. The Mavs struggled with this group last season after the trade deadline, but there appears to be optimism that Irving and Luka can succeed together. The Mavericks are plus 2,300 to win the NBA Finals at FanDuel Sportsbook, which is far from the favorite, but certainly in the upper half of the NBA. The Irving and Bocic duo didn't exactly work in the last season with the team going 8-12 and in the 20 games Irving played. Despite that, Mavericks fans have to be optimistic for this pairing can work, that this pairing can work. Dallas couldn't afford to lose Irving for nothing in the free agency after giving up multiple rotation pieces for him during the 2022-23 season, and now it has a full offseason to really build around him and Luka. After making the Western Conference Finals in 2021 season, Dallas took a massive step back, missing the playoffs altogether in the 22 campaign. With Irving back, the Mavs have two all-star guards, but betters may want to wait and see how they gel before fully committing to Dallas in the future market. And now, we're going to take a look at five moves that the Mavericks should make after re-signing Kyrie Irving. The Mavericks did not leave fans in suspense long as they quickly agreed to a three-year deal with $126 million with Kyrie Irving. 
It was not a surprise move. Bringing back the eight-time All-Star was the team's top priority after giving up two starters, one first-round pick, and two second-rounders to acquire him in February. Things did not go as planned after trading for Irving like we discussed. Dallas nosedived down the stretch and missed the postseason entirely. It had fans questioning that the questioning the partnership between Luka and Kyrie. Two superstars need more talent around them if they want to get back to the playoffs. The Mavericks had an outstanding draft night, got an important deal done with Kyrie, and brought Seth Curry back to Dallas on a cheap contract on the opening night of free agency. It was a fantastic start, but Dallas cannot be done here. What is left on the to-do list for owner Mark Cuban in the Mavs front office? So we're going to take a look. Number five, add size. The Mavs struggled after trading for Kyrie Irving in part because of their lack of size. Dwight Powell at 6'10", but Luka was often the second biggest starter. They closed down the stretch with Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Reggie Bullock flanking those two. That is three players at 6'6 or under. The Mavericks desperately need a 6'8 forward and a new starting center to round out their t- group. The starting backcourt of Luka and Kyrie has defensive challenges, and the Mavericks have to address those issues. Seth Curry does not help. They have the 12.4 million mid-level exception to use after re-signing Kyrie. Dallas should be targeting a plus defender, but they must find someone with size at a minimum. Adding one piece is not enough. The Mavericks need to make multiple moves. They plan on returning to contention next season. In number four, they need to trade JaVale McGee. The Mavs used their taxpayer mid-level exception to sign JaVale McGee last summer to a three-year deal worth $17.2 million. They planned for him to be their starting center and a key piece of the rotation. McGee lasted six games as a starter and was out of the rotation by mid-November. Dallas is not counting on the 35-year-old next season, but he is still owed $11.7 million over the next two years, including a player option for 24-25. to 25. The Mavericks tried to trade McGee at the deadline, like we discussed in this offseason, but they have been, able, been unable to find a deal. They are still working the phones and trying to find trades. Dallas would like to deal away Tim Hardaway Jr. and McGee, but finding something workable is difficult. The Mavericks got close on, De- on a DeAndre Hayden trade, like we discussed before, but like you know, things fell through based on the inclusion of McGee. The Mavs cannot enter the season with five centers on their roster. They drafted Derek Lively and traded for Rashawn Holmes already. The franchise would like to bring Dwight Powell back, but he is an unrestricted free agent. None of those players solve the biggest issue, though JaVale McGee must go to balance out the roster. Number three, sort of center position. Ahead of the draft, Owner Mark Cuban made it clear that the team needed a rim-protecting big man. They traded back to select Derek Lively, 12th overall, and acquired Rashawn Holmes. But is that enough? The Mavs want to be in title contention next season, which should factor into their decision-making. Do they want to count on a 19-year-old that averaged just 20 minutes per game in college to be their starting center? Lively should be in the rotation to continue his development. Dallas cannot count on him to carry the mail as a teenage rookie. Is Holmes the answer? The 29-year-old had shown flashes, but he was out of the rotation for the Kings last season and has played more than 57 games, just twice in his eight-year NBA career. 
Holmes has played more than 24 minutes per game, just two times, and his defensive numbers have been subpar over the last three years. Mavericks would be banking on getting the best out of him if they plan on making him the starting center. The Mavericks are hoping to re-sign Dwight Powell, but they cannot rely on him to be their starting five again. The front office has to make another move to find a better answer. That means trading both Rashawn Holmes and JaVale McGee, especially if the team plans on bringing back Powell. Now is the time. And number two, fill out the rotation. The Mavericks have 11 players under contract after signing Kyrie Irving and their first two draft, first round draft picks. They went with 14 to start last season to save some luxury tax dollars and keep a space open for the buyout market. If they decide to do that again, the Mavs still need to find three more players. Luka and Kyrie are locked in as starters. Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and Curry and all be members of the rotation. That is only eight players. The Mavericks would love to give some minutes to their rookies, but contending and playing young players do not mix. Dallas must add two rotation-ready players to complete their roster. They have 12.4 million mid-level exception, which can be split into multiple players. That should net them at least one piece. If the Mavericks use it all on a single option, they would need to sign one minimum player that can play nightly minutes. The Mavericks need a starting center and a 3 and D wing. They will likely use the mid-level exception on one of those options and dangle their 2027 first-round draft pick for the other. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. What are some of the moves that Mavericks need to do next that you believe? Let us know. And of course, number one, add a 3 and D wing. The Mavericks guaranteed Reggie Bullock's contract for next season, but they desperately need another 3 and D wing option. They must have someone that can defend at the point of attack and stop dribble penetration. Teams are going to target both Luka and Kyrie on the defensive end of the floor, so the Mavericks need an elite option that can carry their perimeter defense. The two superstars will handle nearly all of the ball handling and playmaking duties for Dallas. They need players that can space the floor and knock down open shots around them. Finding someone comfortable spotting up and playing stout defense should be a priority for the front office. 3 and D wings are always hard to find, as every team wants multiple options. The Mavericks have the mid-level mid -level exception to use in free agency and a first-round draft pick to dangle in trades. To make another trade with the Brooklyn Nets, who currently have a glut of wings, the Mavs still have work to do, but Kyrie Irving is officially back. They limited his deal to three years and avoided giving him a max contract. It was a positive first step, but what is next? Well, you just have to stay tuned to find out on our next episode of the Mavs Court Report. As always, let us know your comments in the comments section below. Is there something we missed? Something we should have been talked about? Let us know in the comments. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and very soon Instagram. Just search Mavs Court Report. And as always, if you want to support the channel, Go ahead, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Report. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring new hosts, be able to pay them, and hopefully take this show on the road and be able to record live from American Airlines Center at future Dallas Maverick Games. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time.
This has been the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. Until next Friday, go Mavs!